Hello, I'm Pastor Keith Babb III, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the podcast of the Way Church of Tampa Bay. Our desire is that as a result of the word, that you no longer settle with simply coming to church, but you become the church. I pray that you enjoy this broadcast and that it challenges you, that it convicts you, and that it changes you. Thank you again, and let's enter into today's message. For us, that we might be made the righteousness of God. I don't know about anybody else, but you if you've ever been dirty and know that God has made you clean, come on, begin to bless his name. He's worthy and worthy to be praised. Come on, it's Resurrection Sunday, y'all. If God has made you clean, begin to bless his name. Come on, with the fruit of your lips, begin to bless his name. God, you are worthy and worthy to be praised. Come on, everybody in this house should be praising his name. I don't know about y'all, but I've been made clean. I've been in the miry clay, and he's lifted me from the miry clay. If you've been in the miry clay, and you know he's made you clean, somebody just begin to bless his name. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. How about this? No, no musicians with the lifting of your hands, knowing that you're not worthy, but he's worthy. Come on, we didn't dress up for anything, but we came to bless his name. Come on, everybody in this house. Everybody in this house. If it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, where would we be? Come on, everyone in this house. Begin to honor him. Begin to exalt him. You're worthy. Hallelujah. We honor you in this place. We honor you in this place. We honor you in this place. We don't want to rush into your presence, God. But we declare, God, we love you. For you first loved us. Come on. 30 more seconds. Begin to bless his name. Let the Lord hear you. Come on, from your personal mouths, let the Lord hear you. Don't allow a rock to cry out for you. But everyone in this house, lift up something to God. Yeah, you're the source of our strength. You're the source of our strength. You're the source of our strength. And for that, God, we say thank you. We bless your name. We give you total praise. Bless your name. Now with the clapping of your hands, can we seal that? fix. We want to know that he got up in three days. I hope y'all got y'all fixed. Because I ain't going to preach that he got up in three days. Amen. Proverbs chapter 18. Proverbs chapter 18. I want 
us to look at verses 20 through 21. Prayerfully, I, we have seats, so if... It, hallelujah. I'm reading from the New Century Version of the Bible. The Bible says, people will be rewarded for what they say. Somebody say, for what I say. They will be rewarded by how they speak. Because what you say can mean life or death. Those who speak with care will be rewarded. Some versions say life or death is in the power of the tongue. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Listen, I hope y'all got y'all little Easter fix because listen, I'm, I'm staying in my sermon series. Somebody say he's staying in his sermon series. Y'all know y'all come to church and he got up in three days. We, somebody say, I know he got up. Yeah, well, I'm going to teach us how to talk with our mouths this morning. I, I, I started a series called Let the Words of, of My Mouth. In other words, we all need wisdom for our words. And I, I spoke on last week, week and ministered on last week concerning the source of our words. But this morning, I want to speak concerning the strength of our words. Somebody say there's power in my words. Yeah, there's power. We learn that our words will determine if God is pleased with us, but we also need to be mindful of what comes out of our mouth because our words have power. I say power. And I, I want to say this again. Proverbs 18, 21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And the Hebrew translation of this word power in this text is the word yod, which refers to hand, our hands. So somebody might be saying, why is this significant? Because that means our mouths have the ability to carry both life and death. Your, your, your mouth, it has the ability to carry both life and death. So the real critical question you got to ask yourself is what is your mouth carrying? Ask your neighbor, what is your mouth carrying? Does our speech reflect life or does it reflect death? And although this may sound cliche, despite what you may believe, it carries biblical significance. You really will have to eat the words you say. I hope y'all just caught what I just said. Everybody just wake up. Somebody say good morning. I know it sounds cliche, but you're going to have to eat them words. Tell your neighbor you're going to have to eat them words. Yeah, you're really going to have to eat them words. What you say in the heat of the moment, you're going to have to eat that. Uh, how you respond to them when they hate you, you're going to have to eat that. And even how you talk to them when you know they don't like you, somebody say, I'm going to have to eat that. And somebody might be saying, why? Because the words you say have power. I need us to consider what Proverbs 13, 2 declares. It says, a man shall eat well by the fruit of his mouth. Somebody said, I'm going to have to eat that. Yeah, y'all done had some conversations. You done said some stuff and you ain't realize you're going to have to eat that. Because the words that your mouth produce, will, you will have to partake. And so could it be, watch this, what we're experiencing in life is as a result of the words that we have to eat. Did y'all catch what I just said? Maybe what I'm experiencing is because of the words I got to eat. Wow. Somebody say, I'm eating that. Yeah, y'all don't like that this morning. It, watch this. This means it may not be warfare, but could it be because of your words? You know, you, some, some of us saying it's the enemy, but it could be our words. It may not be a trial, but it may be what have came off of my tongue. And it may not be Satan, but it might be because of what you said. 
because the reality is some believers are blaming things on the plan of the enemy, but it might just be from the power that is found in your tongue. Somebody say it's not the enemy. Yeah, it's not the enemy. What a sad tragedy. And this is why the latter portion of Proverbs 10, 14 declares, but the mouth of the foolish is near destruction. And if we can be honest, it was our mouth that got us into some mess, that got us near some mess, and that still has us in mess. Somebody say it was my mouth. It was not the enemy. It was not the plan of Satan. Some of us just got into destruction because of the words that came out of our mouths. Somebody say watch your mouth. Yeah, you got to watch your mouth. So, so I, I want to be clear concerning something, and I want to drop this off before I go into the meat of my sermon, but I want us to be clear concerning our doctrine. In, in other words, our words don't have creative power, but they have compelling power. Somebody say compelling power. Somebody might be saying, what, I, what am I trying to say? Because you got a lot of, lot of sex and a lot of denominations that say our words have the same power as God. Someone say the devil is a lie. No, you don't. You can't speak things into existence. I know you thought you were that deep. I thought you thought. I know you thought you were so cool with God that you could speak some things to an, into existence. Someone say not so. Not so. I, but my words do have compelling power, and that's found in Psalm one forty eight five B through six. Let's go to the text. Watch what it says. For God, somebody say God did. He commanded, and they were created. He also established them forever and ever, and He made a decree which shall not pass away. Somebody say, I ain't God. No, 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 you're not God. And this is why believers, you can only decree a thing that God has already declared. Listen, I don't care if you're a prophet. I don't care if you're a prophetess. I don't care if you're an apostle. You can only declare a thing that God has already declared. You got folks, some of y'all know y'all done been to churches on Easter Sunday and somebody decreed and declared a thing over your life that you still waiting on. Somebody said that was not God. Because their words don't have creative power. My words have, somebody say, compelling power. Don't be speaking nothing over my life if God ain't speaking. Oh, did y'all hear what I just said? Don't speak nothing over my life if God ain't speaking. Y'all let folks speak over your life and you thinking it's going to come to pass. They say you're going to have a man and you ain't got a man yet. So I'm going to say God, God needs to speak that. As it is with the Lord's commands that things were created, it's not ours. So, so although we may must accept this reality, this does not negate that our words still have power. Despite the fact that I can't speak things into existence, tell your neighbor my words still got power. Yeah, 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 they got power. There is strength in the words that we speak. Therefore, if we desire wisdom for our words, then we need to ask ourselves, what does the power of our words give us the ability to carry? How are we able to use the influence of our words? And as I noted earlier, the answers to these questions are significant. Because watch this, whatever your mouth is full of will determine the fruit in our lives. Whatever your mouth is full of will determine the fruit in our lives. In other words, what is produced in our lives is many times as a result what is what is produced from our mouths. Some of us just eating them words. Tell you, neighbor, you just eating them words. And I believe our foundational text gives us wisdom concerning the strength of our words uh, and how we must produce from our words can determine what is produced in our lives. So hear this on this Resurrection Sunday. Somebody say Happy Easter. Happy Easter. 
because y'all thought y'all was going to get an Easter message. No, we're going to talk about how we talk to folk. Now let's look at our text. The, the Bible says, because y'all going to go to folk house, eat dinner, and still won't talk to folk right. And then, then there's power, power. You're going to have Easter baskets. Kids going to be running around with raggedy mouths. Somebody said, there's power in my, in my words. Watch what verse 20 says. People will be rewarded for what they say, and they will be rewarded by how they speak. And I made mention of this in my introduction, but it's important to note that what comes from our mouths are seeds. Uh, I, uh, what, what I speak is planted, some say, in the ground. Uh, so, 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 so these are seeds. Therefore, the words we plant, we will have to partake of. And I said it before, and I'll say it again. We will have to eat every word that we say. How you talk to your mama, you're going to have to eat that. Someone say, I'm going to have to eat that. How you talk to your manager, you're going to have to eat that. And how folk talk to me, someone say, you're going to have to eat that. In other words, my, my words, hear this, have the power to reap. Some say the power to reap. And, and I want to drop this off really quick. This is why you don't have to worry about getting people back when they talk about you or slander your name. Somebody say, that's not my job. I don't have to worry when folks talk about me. Good, keep talking about me if you Don't waste your energy on people that talk about you. Just be reminded that they're going to have to eat them words. Now that's good news, y'all. That stopped me from slapping some folks, cussing some folks out, getting in fights, because I realized they're going to have to eat that. That, now that's good Good news and somebody say I'm going to give you Bible watch what Psalm 101 verse 5 says whoever secretly slanders his neighbor somebody say this is God talking him I will destroy somebody say don't talk about me I know we love to say um, do your prophets no harm but don't talk about me either somebody say don't talk about me yeah, I ain't got to waste my energy on folk that slander my name, that talk about me in secret, because they going to have to eat that. Oh, that's good news to me, y'all. Somebody say, put up your gun. Yeah, because some of y'all about to put, some of y'all got knives in your pocketbooks right now. They still say pocketbooks. Yeah, keep my name out your mouth, because you'll have to eat that, and somebody say, that's Bible. Yeah, just tell folk they going to have to eat that. Because despite what we may believe, the words we sow will determine what we reap. Who? That's dangerous, y'all. Somebody say, that's dangerous. And this is why we must be ever mindful of the words that come out of our mouth. Because our words have the power to reap. And this is why our foundational text reminds us that we will be rewarded for what we say. And notice what this word rewarded in our text is the Hebrew word saba. And one definition of this word means to be fed to the full. This means whatever is fed, found in your mouth, your life will be full of. Did y'all catch what I just said? That word means to be fed to the full. full to the full. So whatever is found in my mouth, my life will be full of. And the reason why some of y'all are so defeated in yourselves, in your lives, is because it's in your mouth. Somebody say, what's in your mouth? You telling yourself you don't look good. You telling yourself that you'll never amount to nothing. You know, whatever your mouth is full of, your life will be full of. Watch this. And, and I need us to understand this. You lie on folk, folk gonna lie on you. If you gossip about, about other people, people gonna gossip about you. And if you call people out of their name, people will call you out of your name too. Yeah. Yeah. Don't believe me. 
He cussing people out. And you're going to catch the right one that's going to cuss you out. You think you're so big and bad? And you think you can just say whatever you want to say? Somebody say, catch the right one. Because everybody ain't saying. We was in, me and my wife was in KNG with our two little babies trying to, everybody buy Easter clothes and folk just cussing up a storm. Somebody say, catch the right one. Yeah, don't go to Pastor Keep cussing. I ain't on you. I, I might not be the right one today. Tomorrow I might be that person, but not today. I'm sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost. I know we may not like this, but what you sow with your mouth, you will also reap. And this is why I notice what Galatians 6 and 7 reminds us. Do not be deceived. Somebody say, don't be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. Let me, let me stay on task. Therefore, the critical question we got to ask ourselves is what have our words been sowing? You got to ask yourself, what have my words been sowing? And here's a good litmus test for what our words have been sowing. What have we been reaping? What fruit is being produced in my life? Uh, Someone say, check your words. Yeah, you don't have to reap everything that you speak. Because many times if we can identify the fruit, then we can also know what our mouths are full of. And I want to be clear, hear this, I'm not saying that all we experience in life is because of what we sow. I'm not saying that. But some of us, watch this, it's not the attacks of the enemy. Some of us are going through genuine attacks of the enemy. I know that. But some, all things ain't Satan. Some of it is just what we say. Some of us say everything ain't Satan. Look back at your life. Your mouth got you in a lot of mess that the enemy didn't have to get you into. Okay. I, I, it was, I, I shouldn't have talked with my wife the way I talked to her, and that's the reason why she ain't cooking me no meal tonight. She said, you got to find your own food to eat. Our mouth got us in stuff, and it was not the enemy. That's why you got fired, because you thought you could talk to your boss any kind of way. Somebody say, that wasn't the enemy. That was your mouth. You somebody better ask somebody who got children. They, they, they children that got in a lot of trouble just because of them running their mouths. And this is why we must find the root of what we've been reaping. For many of us, it might just be our words. Ask your neighbor, what words are you sowing? Yeah, this is why the prophet Hosea reminded the children of Israel with these words in the beginning portion of Hosea 10, 13. He said, you have plowed, in other words, sown wickedness, and you have reaped iniquity. In other words, they reaped what they sowed. We got to be mindful of what comes out of our mouths. You talking about folk and you wondering why now, 30 years later, folk talking about you. You trying to deceive folk your whole life and you wonder why folk are deceiving you. Somebody say you're going to reap what you sow. So the first thing I needed us to understand on this Resurrection Sunday, everybody look cute this morning. Somebody say, my words have power to reap. Now let's look at verse number 21. The Bible says what you say can also mean life. Despite what you may believe, what comes from your lips can determine if a thing can live. What, somebody say, what comes from my lips? That, 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 that's good news. The right words can cause that relationship to live. Somebody say, live and not die. The, the, the right words can cause that vision to live. Somebody say, live and not die. 
and the right words, watch this, can even cause you to live. Somebody say live and not die. I heard a preacher say it this way. One word can change your whole life. And if we can be honest and sane for the words that we speak, I don't know about anybody else, but one word can stop a suicide. One word can cause somebody to survive. And one word can make somebody's life shift. Someone say just one word. You don't know what folk is going through and one word can save their life. Because all it takes is one word for somebody to receive life. And this is why our words have the power to revive. That's good news to me, y'all, that some stuff can be dead and I can speak. Someone say life. Yeah, I know the, it's a cliche in the church, but we've got to speak life over every situation that seems to be dead. The word life in our text is the Hebrew word shayim. And one definition of this word is life-giving. So in other words, this text says that we can speak words that are life-giving. And so in other words, we got to ask ourselves, do my words give life to the hero? Ooh, that's a good question, y'all. I don't know about if, I don't know if anybody feeling me, but if you don't talk to me, somebody say, speak life. I'm tired of being around folk that don't know how to speak life. I need folk around me that know how to, somebody say, speak life. Y'all on phone with, phone with folk that are is always speaking death over situations, doom and gloom, but I need folk that's going to speak life. Because as believers, it should be our desire that our words give life. Cause another or something or someone to be revived. So here's a word of wisdom. Some believers, and I'm going to say this right now on Resurrection Sunday, aren't as full of the spirit as they say they are. Somebody say, everybody ain't full of the spirit. Some of us today, we dressed up looking good, but you ain't full of the spirit. Because what your mouth is full of will reveal if you are full of the spirit. It's not how much you can speak in tongues. It's not how much you can run around. Someone say, it's what comes out of my mouth. Yeah, some of y'all think y'all so deep and full of the spirit. Watch what, um, it should say John 6, verse 63. It is the spirit who gives life, and the flesh profits nothing. And the words I speak to you are spirit, and they are life. This is Jesus. He's saying, because I have the spirit in me, the words that I speak are spirit and life. So if you can't speak to me the right way, you might not be full of the spirit. You're full of something, but it ain't the spirit. Somebody say, Happy Easter. Yeah, y'all full of something, but it ain't the spirit. Because our words have the power to revive. So we got to ask ourselves, hear this, not only do if my words give life to the hearer, but I got to ask myself, do my words give life to me? Did y'all hear what I just said? Ask your own self, do my words give life to me? Oh, Lord, y'all, I don't know about anybody else. But sometimes you're going to have to speak life into your own self. There's not going to be a prophet. There's not going to be a pastor. There's not going to be a preacher. There's not going to be a prayer partner. Someone say you got to speak life into yourself. And I'm going to give you a Bible. Watch the response of David when he was in a season of distress in 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6. And the Bible says that David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David, somebody say, but David. 
encourage himself in the Lord. David had to encourage himself and speak life because as it was with David, so it will be with us. There will be times where nobody will be able to speak life into you and you got to speak life into yourself. Listen, I said, there's some stuff I can't even tell folk that I got to just speak life into myself. got to ask yourself, and watch this. You wonder why you can't get out of the situation that you're in, maybe you're not speaking life into yourself, because you're going to have to reap every word, so I say speak life, tell your neighbor right now speak life yeah, some of y'all, y'all speaking all this negative stuff over your life the good news is that our words have the power to revive, and that's why we must be mindful of the words that we speak and our words should be full of life, somebody say speak life the news y'all, I'm not going to speak a thing over my life, if it's not I'm not going to speak that I'm not going to have children. I'm going to speak life. I'm not going to speak that it'll never come to pass. I'm going to speak life. Somebody say speak life. You said your marriage ain't nothing. Your man ain't nothing. You probably need to speak life into him. Maybe the reason your man ain't nothing because you ain't speaking life into him. Somebody say speak life. So here it is. I'm going to let y'all have y'all Easter dinner. But I want us to understand that our words have the power to reap. Our words have the power to revive. Watch this. Last portion of our text says, or death. So our words have the power to restrict. Just as our words can keep a thing, our words can also kill a thing. And if we can be honest, our words have killed some good things in our lives. I don't know about y'all, but our words have killed connections. Somebody say connections. Our words have killed companionships. Somebody say companionships. And watch this. Our words have even killed our confidence. Somebody say killed our confidence. Notice what the beginning portion of Proverbs 11, 9 declares. The hypocrite with his mouth destroys his neighbor. Because our words, I know you may not like this, have the ability to choke the life out of a thing. And we wonder why I know the Bible says that no good thing will it withhold to them that walk uprightly. I know that his word declares that the promises of God are yes and amen. But could it be that the words that I have spoken have choked the life out of a thing? Somebody say, don't kill it. Yeah, don't kill it. In other words, restrict. Notice what I found. That what we say can also mean death. And here's one Hebrew translation of this word death in our text. What it's really saying is that it's deadly. Our words can be somebody say deadly. And I know when we were growing up we used to say this and some of y'all may not have said it but I, I, this, this uh, uh, tune we used to say that sticks and stones may break my bones but words will never hurt me. Somebody say that ain't Bible. No that, that really ain't Bible because the reality is that what we may believe our words can be deadly. I don't know about anybody else but there's some words that have hurt me. Consider how James speaks of the tongue in a lot of portion of James 3 and 8. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. James was warning believers that our words can cause havoc. He was warning us that our words can hurt and that our words can produce great harm. If we can be honest the way our mama taught us when we were a child caused us great harm. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all, y'all ain't got to feel me if you want to. But somebody say words do hurt. How that ex spoke to us really did hurt us. Somebody say I'm being honest. And even when we gave somebody a piece of our mind, it caused a whole bunch of havoc because our words can be, somebody say deadly. This is why you got, this is why I told us on last week, someone say, watch how you talk to me. Someone say, watch how you talk to me. And we're just running our mouths causing a whole bunch of, somebody say harm. The people that we love spoke things into our life that harmed us. For many of us, those words did hurt us. And just as our words have the power to revive, our words also have the power to restrict. I don't need nobody sitting down with me at dinner that don't know how to talk to me. Listen, I don't want to open up no Easter baskets and watch no kids open up Easter baskets with other kids with folk that don't like my kids. Somebody say words do hurt. Therefore, we must ask ourselves, how deadly have our words been? Have we killed anything and anybody with what has come out of our mouths? I hope we're doing some introspection today because he got up. Somebody say he got up. He He really did. Because if we're not careful, our words can be deadly. And it's important to note, watch this, that our words can cause death to another, but they can also cause death to ourselves. You've got to be mindful of how you speak to your own self. Watch what Matthew 5.22 says. But I tell you, if you are angry with a brother or sister, you will be judged. If you say bad things to a brother or sister, you will be judged by the council. And if you call someone a fool, you will be in danger of the fire of hell. Somebody say it's deadly for me to run my mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah you might not catch it right now, but somebody say you're going to catch it later. I hope this helping somebody because I want y'all to be. Now, this really ain't a happy message, but it can get us happy. If we learn how to talk to folk, we, we dress up, we come to church, and we don't know how to talk to the one that's sitting next to us. We go to family functions, and mamas and daughters don't know how to talk to each other. Daddies and, and sons are separated because of what somebody said. Somebody said, my words can be deadly. This is why we must be mindful of the words that come out of our mouths. Because our words have the ability and the power to restrict. I'm done, y'all. I'm going to eat, too, with my little family. But we can't afford to be careless with our words. Because our words carry, somebody say, power. There is strength in what we say. I've got to, I had to learn over the years to not be so quick to let something come out of my mouth. And the sad reality is that too many believers will just tell it how it is. I know you hood, and I I told the saints they can't be hood and holy. Some of y'all still want to be hood and holy. And we want to just tell it how it is without the thought for the power that their words carry. But if we desire wisdom for our words, then we must be understand that there's strength in our words. We must be mindful that our words have the power to reap. Somebody say, I'm going to have to eat that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything that you experience may not be the enemy. It may just be the words that you have to eat. So, so, so it gives us the power to reap. And our words have the power to revive. Someone say, speak life. Yeah, you got to learn sometimes also how to speak life into your own self. 
It ain't going to always be a pastor. It ain't always going to be a prophet. But there's going to be some places where you're just going to have a prayer closet and it's just going to be you and God. And you're going to have to speak life into yourself. Because somebody say, I ain't always available. Yeah, you better tell them saints you ain't always available because they're going to make you God in their life. And when you can't speak life, they're going to find themselves dead when they should have just spoke life into their own self. And then watch this, our words have the power to restrict. And as believers, understanding this power should cause us to desire for our words to give life and watch this, to reap life. But much of the life we give and receive, watch this, is determined by the words that come out of our mouths. I saw something significant in the Bible in, in Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. The Lord had admonished the children of Israel with these words. And notice what the Bible says. This day, some of say today. I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you. Here go my little Easter message, y'all. Life and death. Blessings and curses. And God says, choose life. So, in other words, we're going to have to have the ability to choose life. And the way that we choose life is what we choose to come out of our mouths. The good news is the Bible says this, and we can stand to our feet, that if you confess with your mouth, in other words, my ability to choose life is by making a confession, somebody say, from my mouth. If we're not careful by the words that come out of our mouths, you're telling God that I've made a choice today, and it's either life or death. Somebody look to your neighbor and say, choose life. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. We honor you on this day, God. We know you got up. We know you sent your son to, to go to the grave for our sins. We know he was there three days. But we know, God, that he also got up with all power in his hands. And God, because he did that, you still gave us the ability to choose. You gave us a free will, God, so I pray over ever believing in this place that we choose our words carefully and ask ourselves, God, what are we confessing with our mouths? God, be, let us be mindful, God, that our words have the power to reap. Many of us are going through stuff, even in our marriages, not because of the enemy, but because of how we spoke to our spouse. Many of us are dealing with issues um, with our parents, not because of the enemy, but what we chose to come out of our mouths. Many of us don't have friends today, not because of the enemy, but how we run our mouths. Let us be reflective of that, God. Let every man examine himself. Oh, folk don't like me because I'm so anointed. No, it's because you run your mouth too much. Help us not to run our mouths so much, God. But be mindful of what comes out of our mouths. And God, if we can reap all this negative stuff, God, thank you that we can reap the good stuff. So let our mouths, God, be full of grace. Be seasoned, God. And God, help your people today, God, to speak life. As a matter of fact, God, I speak life over every believer in this place, that they shall live and not die. That every relationship, God, that they have shall live and not die, God. That every vision over their life, God, shall live and not die, God. That I pray, God, that every endeavor, God, over their life shall live and not die.
thank you, God, that we have the ability to speak life. And God, when there's no one around, give us the boldness to speak life into our own selves. The reason many of us are dealing with depression because we don't know how to speak life. The reason of us feel like we'll never have nobody, God, is because we don't know how to speak life. The reason, God, we feel like you'll never use us for nothing, God, is because we don't know how to speak life. You, God, you said your words, God, that, that come out of our mouth are life-giving. So, God, let us speak life. And, God, many of us, God, we ask for your forgiveness. For we know we've killed some stuff with our words. We harmed people. We hurt people. We wrecked a whole bunch of havoc, God just because of our words. Forgive us, God. Forgive us, God, for every idle word that we spoke. Forgive us, God, for how we talked to our neighbor. Matter of fact, God, forgive us how we did not talk to our neighbor. That we walked in, God, and we spoke loudly with our actions. We brushed them off with our shoulders, God. Forgive us, God. And we wonder why we can't reconcile to this day, because we killed it with our words. Forgive us, God, we pray. And God, I thank you, God, for the people that are here. I pray, God, that they choose life. Today you've set before them life and death. And as you told the children of Israel, you tell us today to choose life. And God, we seal this prayer. Not simply with the amen, but every believer in this place said, I choose life. Say it again, I choose life. Say it one more time, I choose life. And it's in Jesus' name that we do pray. Amen. Amen.